Hi, everybody, and thanks for tuning in to the SSC Weekly Podcast. Pastor Werner has a great message for us today. If you're new or would like to connect, head on over to our website and click the I'm New button. That's www.ssc.church. Click that I'm New button because we would love to connect with you. And our hope is that through this podcast, through the ministry at SSC, you would be inspired to follow Jesus. Let's head on in. Good morning. Thank you. All right. Every morning, my wife and I have an appointment. And I make coffee. My dog, Cookie, gets on my wife's lap. And I serve coffee. And then we sit down. And we have two, maybe three, coffees. And we just chat and talk. It's just a little bit of our, our custom. This Christmas, I gave her a mug. There's a picture of the mug. And it's my dog, Cookie, and myself and the dog, your two favorite coffee buddies. And um, so that's, that's kind of our tradition. How many of you that are married have a similar other kind of tradition that you do? Anybody? You do the same thing? I think I know what it is, but we won't go there. All right. Anybody else? Tradition? You know, uh, Wayne Flowers, where's he? He's over here. So Wayne Flowers and his wife... Brenda have another tradition, and that is they go driving, and they go park somewhere, and they look over, and they see this, and they see that. I called them during Christmas, and they were, they were uh, coming back from St. John, I, I believe, taking a little drive, you know. So imagine, imagine if I was talking to Pastor Wayne, and I said, uh, Wayne, what are you doing this afternoon? And he said, um, well, you know, Brenda... She always has to go for a drive, and so I got to go with a drive, you know. And it happens to be that Brenda could hear him. How many know that wouldn't go over well? How many wives would say, next time you're driving by yourself? <laughs> or, or what if Wayne said, so what are you doing, Werner? I said, oh, well, tomorrow morning, you know, it doesn't matter how busy I am, you know. I have to have coffee with my wife, and she, she gets all upset if I don't have coffee with her. You, can you imagine how that would go over if she heard me say that? So here's what I, I, I'm, I'm saying all this with a reason. Unfortunately, sometimes our relationship with God in prayer becomes somewhat of a chore or um, a to-do list or a discipline, you know, this is what I do, I got to do it, um, and, and it becomes like a stale thing in our walk with Jesus. I remember when, when I was a kid in Sunday school, we used to uh, sing this song, read your Bible, pray every day. How many remember that song? You remember? Read your Bible, pray every day, pray every day. I think it was, read your Bible, pray every day, pray, no, no, wait, no, pray every day, pray every day, pray every day, read your Bible, pray every day, and you'll grow, 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 and you'll grow, 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 then here it goes, and you'll grow, grow, and I remember all the kids would go, grow, you know. And it was that thing, you got to read your Bible. You got to pray every day. And, and if you missed it, it was like, God, uh, 
Your day is going to go bad. How many ever thought that? That your day will go bad if you don't pray? How many ever thought that? Come on, honestly. Just me? I was the only one? Nobody ever thought that? Really? Okay, you don't need this sermon. <laughs> there's different types of prayers. You know, there's the emergency prayer. Like I was once in a car. We were driving and lost control of the car. And somebody in the car, I think it was Elaine Cayley, she said, Jesus, 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 Jesus. And I was like, whoa, where's that? How many have ever heard one of those prayers? Yeah, you, you got it. Okay. Yeah, and then there's the, the prayer for the food of Thanksgiving. You know, thank you, Jesus, for his food in Jesus' name, man. You ever heard that one? Yeah. Is that the one you do? <laughs> and you always know, you always know the Christians in, in uh, Burger King because they're the ones that just before they eat their burger, they wipe their nose. And you say, well, they're praying. And sometimes those things become routine, right? They just become routine and we don't really think. And I'm not saying don't pray for your food. I'm just saying, if you're going to pray for your food, which you should, thanks, thank God. But if you, if you do, have it have meaning. So this morning, I want to talk to you about prayer as a joyful event. A privilege, a relationship with the one who loves and delights in you. The one who loves and delights in you. In Genesis 3, it tells us the first, the first humans, before they sinned, they had a relationship with God and it said that God used to walk with them. What a beautiful thing. God used to walk with them. Then it, it, it tells us in Genesis 5, it tells us that Enoch walked with God. What a beautiful thing to, to say about someone. Enoch walked with God. The next chapter 6, it says that Noah walked with God. And all through Scripture, we have examples of people who had these conversations with God as if God was close to them, as if God was a friend of theirs. There's this beautiful passage in Isaiah 41 that says, But you, Israel, are my servant, Jacob, who, I'm, who, I, have, who I have chosen. And here's the beautiful line. Descendants of Abraham, my friend. Isn't that beautiful? Abraham, God calling Abraham his friend. And the Hebrew word there is ahav. It's, it's, this, it's this affectionate word. It's, it's like when two friends would meet, they would say ahav. And it was just like this, this sense of, of closeness, relationship, community. And then Jesus comes on the scene in the New Testament and he introduces us to a different kind of prayer. He introduces us to a prayer to the Father. Jesus tells us that, that this relationship and affection, uh, he, he demonstrates, he reveals it as this relationship to the Father. And he says, he would pray like this, Jesus lifted up his eyes in John eleven forty one, Father, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. Now, while John, this is a passage from John, was written in the manuscript which comes to us in Greek, we know that they did not speak around Jesus in, in Jerusalem, that they did not speak 
uh, Greek. They, they heard Greek and they would know a few words. But Jesus would have spoken them, to them in Aramaic. And Aramaic was a type of Hebrew. It was a kind of dialect of Hebrew. And, and at the time, that's where, that's where they, they spoke in Aramaic. Now in Hebrew, or this Aramaic Hebrew, the word would not have been the Greek word patre. In, 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 in the manuscript that comes to us, it's patre. But it's a translation of what Jesus was saying. And what Jesus would have used is an Aramaic word that's the word Abba. Say it with me, Abba. Abba is a beautiful, beautiful word. And, and it has a, a different meaning than patre. And, and Mark, in his gospel, he wants us to be aware of this, this reality. And so when he quotes the prayer of Jesus in Gethsemane, he, he reads it this way. He says, Mark, Mark 14, 36, he says, Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. He, he wants us to understand that Jesus didn't say patre. He says, Abba, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. So this, this word Abba is this affectionate word that, 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 that is, is, is kind of very part of what the early church used to use. If you go into the historical accounts of the early church, they would use a lot this word Abba, Abba Father. And it came from this Aramaic. Galatians 4, 6, Paul uses this word because he said, because we are children, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts. Isn't that beautiful? Basically, what, what he's saying is because you're children, God has given you the spirit of his son, his child, so that you can pray, prompting us to call out Abba, Father. This, this word is an affectionate word. It's, it's kind of like our English word Papa or Baba in, in, uh, in, in, in Swahili. It, it, but, but you need to know that it is not just exclusive for babies. It is an affectionate, respectful word that you give to someone that you're in relationship with. And there's, this is the introduction. In Judaism, at the time of Christ, it was considered... Um, too familiar, too audacious to use Abba when you were talking to Yahweh. And so Yahweh was, was, was supposed to be reverenced in, in awe and fear of, of this almighty God. And, and, and we are supposed to respect and have awe for almighty God. But there's this deeper level of intimacy and affection in this word Abba relationship that is void of that fear. Notice what Paul says in Romans 8.15. This is a beautiful passage. You did not receive the spirit of bondage. Again to what? It's on the screen. Let's try it again. You did not receive the spirit of bondage. Again to fear. He said. But you have received the spirit of adoption. By whom we cry out. Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. Back to Galatians 4, 6. And because we are his children, God has sent the Spirit of his Son into our hearts, crying out, calling out. The, the, 
the, the original word here is like the crow crawling from the top of the pine tree. Have you ever seen a crow on the top of the pine tree? He's calling out to his companions. And it, it, it's this calling out to, to the Father, Abba Father. So rather than this distant fear, the Holy Spirit fills us with the same confidence that was in Jesus so that we can pray, turning our prayer into an affectionate, trusting, confidence, communion with our loving Heavenly Father. Because, he said, we are children, we call out Abba, Father. And that's the relationship that Jesus is bringing us into. My, my uh, granddaughter, Autumn, she calls my son Didi. Didi. So you're in the house and you hear, Didi! Didi! And he, and he says, what? It, she's not being disrespectful. It's just that that's, that's her intimacy with him. To be a child of God, <coughs> excuse me, means to have the same loving access to the Father that Jesus enjoyed when he was on earth. When Jesus prayed, he, he prayed, he always prayed, Father. He always prayed, Father. He always said, this is, he, he said, he said, he would always pray to the Father and he told us how to pray. He said, this is how you should pray. You remember how it starts? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Now, see, here's the thing. I'm not sure that we understand when Jesus, that when, they, when they said, teach us to pray, and he said, our Father, this is how you should pray, our Father. I don't think we understand the, the impact that that would have had with them. They weren't used to hearing that. They weren't used to being, being told that, that God is their Father. If, if, if you, before Christ, all the Old Testament, all the history of, of the, the children of Israel, if you go into it, you will find that very few times there is even a hint of referring to God as Father. There's a bit of it, but very, very... There is one passage in Psalms 89, 26, and Psalm is the prayer of the children of Israel. They're, that's their prayers. And, and Psalm 89, 26 says, Hear my... He shall cry to me, you are my father, my God, and the rock of my salvation. And you look at that and you say, well, there it is. But, but when you unpack the whole psalm, you'll notice that this psalm is a prophetic utterance of the Messiah, Jesus. Here's what it says in verse 24. My faithfulness and my mercy shall be with him. With who? In his name, his own shall be in my name his horn shall be exalted. Also I will set his hand over the sea and his right hand over the rivers. He shall cry to me, you are my father, my God, and the rock of my salvation. And I will make him my firstborn, the highest of the kings of the earth. It's a prophetic utterance of the Messiah that was to come. It is this, this understanding that Christ is introducing us to this concept of talking to God as Father. It's an invitation uh, to have an affection, communion with God as Father. And Jesus is the one that opens the way for that to happen. He is the one 
that gives us access to God as our Father. Listen to this verse, Ephesians 2.13. In fact, it's on the screen. Can you read it with me? But now, in Christ Jesus, you who were once far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace. The dividing wall of separation. For through him we have access by one spirit to the Father. But now, in Christ Jesus, we have access. Are you in Christ Jesus? Have you put your trust in him? If you've never contemplated that, and and Pastor Jeremy in the video invited us to look at the option of Alpha, because in Alpha you can explore that. What does that mean? Are you a child of God? Are you really a child of God? Here's what John 1 says, as many as received him, talking about Jesus, to them he gave the right to become a child of God to those who believe in his name, who were born not of natural descent or of human decision or of a husband's will, but born of God. Because we are children, because we believe in his name, we have access to the Father because we are children of God. How many, how many anybody know Prime Minister Trudeau's kids' name? Isn't that something? Are we that anti-political that we don't even know the, the head goose of Canada's children's names? What? Oh, there, I got somebody offended already. He is the prime minister. Anybody? Xavier? Huh? Ella Gray. Ooh. Ooh. Who said that? You did. Oh, you were here in the earlier service. You cheat. You cheater. What's the third one? Boy, you're good with names. Yeah. So imagine, imagine uh, Bill down here at the front says, I want to go talk to Prime Minister Trudeau. What do you think the chances of him getting an audience with Prime Minister Trudeau would be? No political digs or anything like that. Just honestly. What do you think? Huh? Pretty small. It would probably be a long process and probably in the end some, somebody would say, well, what do you want to talk to him about? And probably they'd say, well, send him a letter. You know, and then there would be three levels of people reading the letter and the chances of getting the Prime Minister Trudeau would be fairly remote. How many would agree with that? But what if Xavier wanted to talk to his dad? Do you think he'd have a different access to his dad? Do you think he could be he could be at any spot in any day and just call, call his dad? You think that would be possible? What's the difference? He's his son. And what what Jesus is introducing us is is as we approach the Father in his name. He's introducing us. He's saying you can come to the Father because you are a child. You can come in the name of the Son. You, so we, are, we, we pray in His name. We are baptized in His name. We have communion with the Father in His name. The two main sacraments. 
We had baptisms this morning. Wasn't that wonderful? Just really great. And we had one in the first service. <coughs> and baptism, the two sacraments, baptism, and then we're going to end the service with the Eucharist. The, the baptism and the Eucharist are about relationship with com- or communion with God. The sacrament, uh, the word sacrament means a covenant or a rite of passage in Jesus. In baptism, we identify with Christ. We are buried with Christ. We resurrect to live with him. In communion, we, we celebrate the fact that he died on the cross to give us access to the Father. Those are all sacraments that, that bring us back into the understanding that we are in communion with the Father. And those, those, that, that beautiful expression in John 14, 15, 16, Jesus tells his disciples, he taught them. You can read it at home. He taught them to pray to the Father in the name of Jesus, in the name of the Son. Now, some people think that to pray in Jesus' name is is some magical incantation that you add to the end of your your prayer. You know, you, you pray a prayer and then you go, in Jesus' name, and then that makes it magical. You know, you're in sales. And, and you say, well, I need, I need to sell three cars today. And so you go, in Jesus' name, three cars are going to be sold today. Or, or, let's say, or let's say you're having a picnic and it's outside and, and, and the weather person says it's going to rain. And you go, I command the sun to come out in Jesus' name. And have you noticed some people, they, when they say that, they add that little twist to the word Jesus. It's like, in Jesus' name. <laughs> it's almost like, if you add those words, God goes, yep. That, that's, be very careful with that. How does the prayer go? Our Father who art in heaven. Do you get it? Do you get it? The third commandment is thou shalt not take the Lord's name. Just be careful with how you throw that around. There, 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 is, there is intimacy with the Father, but we need to be respectful of things. To pray in the name of Jesus means to have access to the Father through the merits of Christ, through what, what He did for us. To have bold access to the Father. To pray in Jesus' name is about communion. It's about affection with the Father. In the spirit of the Son who dwells in your heart, calling out, Abba, Father. When you pray, Abba, Father, you are praying in the name of Jesus. It says, Ephesians 2.18, Through Him we have access by one spirit to the Father. Through him, we have access to one spirit to the Father. It's that relationship you can have with God. My father, my father was the one that modeled that for me. I remember my father, even when I was a little boy, I marveled at how he prayed. And he would pray to God as if God was his best friend. There was this closeness. There was this intimacy. 
And, and I thought, wow, that's just, just so amazing. And I, um, I remember many times, I remember one time we were, you know, I, was, I told this story in the first service that my dad took us out, it was summer and we were out of school and he took us swimming. And he, he took us to this river and we, we were swimming in the river and he took the car and went, he went to pray, he would go and pray and he'd take his Bible and his notes and he would prepare for the Sunday service and, and he was off quite a ways from us. And I remember get coming out of the water on the other side of the river where we were swimming and we were having a great time and there was a field and it was, somebody had burnt the field. And I, I walked up on the shore and I started walking across the field looking, I wonder what they, why they did this. And I didn't realize that the field still had live coals all through the field. And I started walking out into these coals. I was just a young kid, eight years old. And all of a sudden, I felt a burning on my feet. And I started jumping and yelling and screaming and crying. And my, my brother Wayne was behind. And he said, Werner, jump in the water, jump in the water. And I, I ran, I jumped in the water, but my feet were all burnt. And I remember looking up and being surprised that my father was driving at a high speed coming towards us. And I said, later I... I my dad said, I was out praying and I felt a strong voice inside of me that said, Werner is in trouble. You need to go and help him. Why, what's that relationship to be, have a relationship with God that he speaks to you? Because it's not only access to him, he has access to us. And that relationship is, is, is what... What my, my father had, what so many people I've seen have, it's not some, some um, routine, a task, a, oh, well, you know, I'm going to throw a prayer up and hope he hears. It's a relationship with him. I remember my, my father's favorite song. It, it was, I, I, I Come to the Garden Alone. How many remember that song? And... and uh, it, the, the words, I, I, I wrote them down here. I come to the garden alone while the dew is still on the roses. And the voice I hear falling on my ear, the Son of God discloses. It said, the Son of God opens it up for me. And then, and then it was, and he walks with me and he talks with me. And he tells me, I am his own. And the joy, and the joy we share as we tarry there. Here's another, none other has ever known. It's kind of interesting to see, this is the young side and this is the old side and all the voices are coming from this side. Do you understand what I'm saying? Do you understand what I'm speaking about? It's a relationship with a heavenly Father that loves us. Access says through Him, Jesus, we have access to one Spirit, <coughs> to the Father. That two-way communication, and when you understand this, prayer becomes a privilege, a relationship with the One who loves and delights in us.
this evening there's a prayer meeting. And if you come to that prayer meeting, and I hope you do, don't come to just say, oh, well, you know, it's prayer meeting, got to go. Don't get up in the morning and say, well, I got to pray today. Like, I don't get up in the morning and say, oh, I got to make coffee for Betty Ann. You know what? I left before she got up this morning. And I left in the, in the percolator. I left a little cup with her that says, I love you. So that she can push the button. And there it is. Why? Because we have a relationship. And you can have a relationship with the Father. And when you understand this, it changes everything. So, from tomorrow until February the 13th, in our reading as a church, and you can, you can find that online at uh, ssc.church forward slash reading. All the, all the readings are going to be about prayers all through the Bible, different types of prayers, to inspire you to learn how to communicate with your Heavenly Father. And I encourage you to follow those. The goal is developing a communion with God, a closeness, an affection, a delight, not a discipline or a, a chore or a, a to-do list, to open up our relationship with Him. I was listening to the news and they were talking about New Year's resolutions and they were saying, well... You know, take baby steps. Don't go, and I'm going to tell you a little baby step. I'm going to encourage you all to do just one thing. And that is, every day, when you pray, use the word Abba to God. Did you get that? Every day, for the month of January, February 14th, every day when you pray, say Abba. Or if you want to say Baba, uh, I... I had a call from Steve Harris when I was at home the other day. And I love Steve Harris, how he prays. Chad, you, you've had prayers, and Bill, you've had prayers. You know how he always starts? Dear Heavenly Father. And there's a guy that's had a, a really bad childhood, but he, he knows how to say, Dear Heavenly Father. Every time he says that. Every time. I'm encouraging you to do that. As we sing this next song, I'm going to ask you to get out of your seat and let's all gather as a church together, as a church family in the front. And let's pray together for 2024. You say, why, why do you want us to go to the front? I don't know. Just, I think it's a good thing to move forward and say, I, I want to have a relationship with, with God in a deeper way this year. I want to have a deeper understanding I want to hear his voice. I want him, to, I want to know that he hears my voice. All right, can you come forward? Just take a moment in your own way. Pray to the Father. Tell him what you want this year, 2024. Tell him what you want in your marriage, in your relationship. Just talk to him. Just talk to him with affection and closeness. Hallelujah. You know what? This is a very, very uh, North American prayer meeting. If this was another country, this would be loud. Can we be loud for a moment? Can you pray loud for a moment? Just pray loud to him. Father, 
We cry out to you. We call you, Lord. Hallelujah. We call out to you. We cry out to our Father. You are a good God. We praise you. Pastor Chad. Hallelujah, God. Lord, we just, Lord, Lord, today we just come before you and we want to ask God that we would become people who are more a people of prayer. I pray that this year, that 2024 would be a year, God, that it would be said of us like it was said of, of Noah and Enoch, that we walked with God. God, may, may we be just people like that, God, people that walk and talk with you where we go. God, may we not be intimidated, Lord God. May we not be intimidated to think we need to pray right. But God, may we have that childlike boldness to say what's on our heart, knowing that you want to hear. Father, I pray there's some of us here today, God, that the whole area of prayer is, is a confusing thing, or we don't feel like we can live up to what grandma used to do, or and we're kind of intimidated, or we don't even know where to begin. God, I pray as Pastor Werner shared today, God, that we would know, God, that we can just talk to you honestly, Lord God, that you love us, God, that you want to call us your friend like you called Abraham your friend because of what you've done in Jesus, God, that, that we don't have to be scared to say the right things, that we can just say the things that we can share the hard and the joy, the good and the bad, Lord. God, I pray there are others of us who've, who've known you for many years, God, here today. And I pray that Jesus, God, in relationships, sometimes, God, we get so comfortable we forget to do the basic things. God, I pray this would be a year, God, where we come back to things of our first love, those beginning points of prayer. And God, that we would just begin to talk. There'd be a sense of newness, a new life in our relationship with you this year, God. God, that there'd be a new intimacy. God, there's so much. We cannot plumb the depths of who you are to know you fully. God, I pray that this would be the year, God, that we would begin to share with you the things in our hearts in a fresh and new way, a new trust, a new closeness, God, and a new listening, God, that we'd hear what it is you want to speak. God, we want to be a people of prayer, a people that know you, a people who are known by you. God, help us, God, to, to step into that this year. God, as we read these passages throughout the scriptures of prayers of others, that we wouldn't be intimidated then, but God, the heart of what people expressed would inspire us to, to speak with you and to hear from you, God. We thank you, Abba. We pray you'd know you in a special way this year. In Jesus' name. We're going to ask Maddie Pearl. She's going to come and pray. She's one of our next-gen leaders. And pray for our next-gen and our kids that are in different places today, God, that they would know him, know you well this year. God, Abba, thank you so much that we have a church community with all the generations from the smallest to the not-so-small. Uh, thank you for all the volunteers who serve in NextGen. God, may you give the children and the youth the ears to hear and eyes to see you working in their lives and in the lives of those around them. May they learn what it looks like to follow you. Uh, 
may they grow in their faith and may your light shine through them. Come alongside them, strengthen them, and encourage them. Amen. You guys notice how sometimes children pray? It's not fancy, is it? May we regain the childlike faith of being connected to our Heavenly Father and just tell Him the way we are and be honest with Him. You may be seated. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Is God going to be close to us in 2024? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Jesus taught us to pray, Father. And he brought us into a relationship. Let's remember what he did for us to partake of what he did for us and remember his broken body and his shed blood for us. Let's all partake together. We're so glad that you've joined us. You know, you are part of something bigger and we want to invite you to get involved, to really be part of the team. You can help make ministry happen either by volunteering or by financially partnering with us. If you'd like to give, you can head over to ssc.church slash give and you can even sign up for automatic withdrawals so that you know that your money is consistently making a difference and you are inspiring others to follow Jesus. Why not start today? Head on over to ssc.church slash give and sign up today. Thank you so much for joining us. God bless you in the week to come. Oh, 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 oh,